Thank you so much for choosing to listen to Building Better Businesses with Catalyst Consulting. I'm Kristen Dees, the founder of Catalyst Consulting, a business consulting agency that is passionate about helping small businesses thrive. The goal of this podcast is to connect entrepreneurs with experts in a variety of industries that support small business owners in order to provide you with helpful tips, resources, and some entrepreneurship inspiration. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Building Better Businesses with Catalyst Consulting. My guest is Desiree Blumig with the Bruce Van Cott Agency of Country Financial, and she also owns Spokane Laser Design, and she does some pretty cool stuff there too. So anyway, thanks for joining me, Desiree. Thank you for having me. Pretty excited to have you on here. I don't think I've had anyone, I've had a health health insurance broker, but I feel like insurance is one of those things that's kind of scary sometimes for business owners. So I was excited to have you on. But yeah, so we'll just jump right in. Tell us a little bit about you as a human. Who are you in the real world outside of work? Outside of work, I have four children, a husband, two dogs. They're both chihuahuas. They're rescue dogs. I like to get involved in rescues. I like to volunteer at my church. I served in the coffee bar off and on for about 15 years. I recently took a break from that. I'm really social. I like to be out in the sun as much as possible. So this winter weather is killing me. I hate being cold. It's the literal worst. I just, every winter, I'm like, I don't know why I live up here. (laughs) Like this is, it's cold and it's dark and gray. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. I'm with you. I definitely like my mom to leave. I would totally be gone, but I'm very attached to my mom. (laughs) Oh, okay. So that's all we have to do is just convince your mom to go and then, and then you'll be okay. If you could do that, that'd be great. Yeah. Be like, don't you need to live in Florida? Like, isn't that where people go to be warm? Like, Yeah. (laughs) yeah, that's funny. No, I'm totally the same way. I could take vitamin D and vitamin C and <laughs> like what I have to like medicate myself just to exist during the, the yeah. winter. <laughs> I feel it. This is the worst. And I keep trying my like every year I'm like, I'm going to do a snow sport. Okay. Like I'm going to learn, I'm going to get the warm clothes and the things and I'm going to learn how to like snowboard or skiers. I can't do it. People are like, you're not cold. Cause you're get you get warm, like from snowboarding or whatever. And I was like, but you're still like in the cold. Yeah. Like, and you feel the coldness on your nose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's like when your little nose gets cold. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't do that. No. I tried. I did try. I bought all the snowboarding gear and thankfully I have a daughter that loves snowboarding. So I was able to oh, give her nice. Yeah. Cause it, that's expensive. Like that's part of it too. Is it like it almost is. every winter sport is very expensive. Like lift tickets are expensive, even if you already have mm-hmm. the stuff. And I, I started learning golf a few years ago and I like committed to, I'm like, Hey, if I'm going to buy like golf clubs and stuff, I'm going to have to actually like play. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've stuck with that, but it's also during the summer. <laughs> yep, exactly. So anyway, maybe some year, some year I might do winter stuff, but I'm going to try and snowbird instead. Uh, it seems cheaper. <laughs> Better for my mental health anyway. Anywho, (laughs) share a fun fact about you. A fun fact. Okay, let's see. My best friend. This is a fun fact here. So when I was in the third grade, I had a best friend named Brittany and we were inseparable, super tight besties, right? Well, her stepdad was relocated to California in the military. And back then in the 90s, like you couldn't just email or text or whatever. So we completely lost contact. In high school, I met another girl named Brittany. We became very best friends. We were getting ready to move in with each other. And we were going over to her mom's house to talk about this move. You know, you're becoming an adult, you involve your parents. Mm -hmm. And as I'm walking down her stairs, there's a picture of my third grade best friend, Brittany on the wall. What? Oh, wait, it was the same Brittany. It was the same Brittany. (laughs) We've been best friends ever since. And now she lives in Virginia, but we're able to text all day, every day. And 
every time she comes <laughs> to visit, we have a day where we go to the tattoo parlor with a friend of ours that does tattoos. And we have an entire leg tattoo of Disney. So we just add to our tattoo every time we go. That's so cute. I was waiting for it to be like, she also knew Brittany. And so there were like, now you have two Britneys, but it's the same Brittany. That's so funny. The same Brittany. That's amazing. One of my besties and I have talked about because we have one matching tattoo. Well, yeah, we have that and- too. Yeah. Yeah. So ours is we have little, oh wait, how do I turn my wrist? It's a pineapple. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how do I, I don't think I can bend that way. Um, Oh, it's cute. Yeah. So we have, we have the matching ones. And so we've talked about doing like an anniversary version. So like, you know how like tin and paper and copper and whatever, like are your like traditional anniversary gifts for like marriage (laughs) anniversaries. We're like, we should do like an interpretation of that, like, I mean, we've been best friends forever, but at this point I'm like, we could do like a little, like a book for like the paper one. Cause we both like to read. I'm like, I think we'll have to have a whole leg though. That's yeah. <laughs> or like, like a, a bracelet or an anklet. Oh, mm-hmm. like a Pandora bracelet, but like tattoo version. Yeah. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Pandora in case anyone wants to know. <laughs> That's great. No, I love that. That's super cute. Yeah. My God. It was so much hard when you were talking about that. I'm like, man, I remember trying to have like pen pals and stuff and I just like lose interest, like with like writing letters and stuff. So well, I didn't even have her address when she left. Yeah. Cause like, why would you like kids handled their own communication back then? Yeah. Like now the parents do, right? Like my daughter's best friend moved to California. Funny, but I handle it. Right. And so I'm like, oh, hey, here's her address. We can do pen pals. They can FaceTime. So they're yeah. able to stay in contact, man. I wish I would have had that back then, but I know. I yeah. wonder. That's, just, ever since. that's so cute. I love that. That's like a, that's a cute little like story, like movie or something. You, you could have a little story about that. I think anyway, <laughs> sorry. I don't know how far we are into this, but we can talk about random things all day long. <laughs> So yeah, what do you do for work and how do you support business owners and entrepreneurs? So I am an insurance agent by day. I am with Country Financial. I do home, auto, life, and business policies. I like to meet every client and get to know their needs as a whole. So part of supporting your business is to make sure that your personal insurance is handled as well. So making sure that all of my clients have adequate coverage so that no matter what happens, they have coverage to cover them and not go into debt. Or for example, I have people that are going in to buy a home, right? So if they don't have good coverage on their auto, a simple accident could really derail them buying a home. And the same is true for business. People use their personal finances to grow their businesses, especially in the beginning. So if they don't have some kind of protection behind them, they can get into a sticky position where their dreams really get put on the back burner. I like that. Dreams get put on the back burner. Oh, what is your background? How did you end up where you are now? This is one of the, this is one of my favorite questions, by the way, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, my background is in healthcare. Actually, I was in healthcare for, I think, 13 years. I got with my husband and I had always wanted to be a housewife and we were fine. We were at a place where we, I could do that. And so I was a housewife and my husband was selling cars and um, it gets a little lonely. It's mm-hmm. not boring, but it definitely gets lonely to be a housewife. And he was working with a lot of girls that were working from home when he'd have to call and get insurance for his clients. And so he approached me with this and I just wanted adult interaction to be able to speak with some kind of adult that was not my husband. And so I started doing it. And then the more I got into it, the more I realized that people have no idea what's on their insurance and that it's not just this negative thing that you're forced to have. It, it It's actually there to protect you. And so I, I like to educate people and just help them know what I had no clue. And most people I meet, they really 
really, they don't know what's on their insurance, what should be on their insurance. So it's nice to be able to educate people and help them get that proper protection. Yeah. I like that. I think that makes sense too, as far as like, even like understanding some of the, probably the most important things about like, just like auto insurance or something like that, where it's like comprehensive or collision or like the different limits and how that can affect you in like a real life situation where it's like a lot of people are probably just like, well, I'm going to do the cheapest because right. Why? That's a bad idea. So yeah, I think that stuff is is super helpful. I know education is one of your favorite things to do too. Because don't you also teach, you teach first-time homebuyer classes, right? So I speak in first-time homebuyers classes. Oh, speak in. Okay. Yeah. So the lender holds the class, that's the host. And then they have guest speakers come in so that the home buying experience as a whole is addressed so that the clients that are coming into this class have an idea from start to finish what it's going to look like. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Cause there are, there's so many things that's like such a scary process too, for people that haven't bought a house before yeah. it's huge. And then there's like Very so many daunting. different pieces. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that's cool. So yeah, I've actually had a, a few friends that have done like housewife, stay at home, mom kind of, kind of gigs. And they kind of have a similar, you know, like I started to kind of lose it a little bit. Like it's cool. Cause you get to, you know, spend time with your kids, especially when they're small and build those relationships and bonds. And then they're like, but also I forget how to talk to grownups. <laughs> Yeah. And it just, like you said, besides your husband and at some point, like you need like a different outlet. So you um, you say things like, do you need to go potty? (laughs) And you're like, I'm an adult. Yeah. (laughs) Like make sure you go potty before we get in the car. (laughs) Don't forget to wash your hands. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, oh, this isn't normal anymore. (laughs) That's pretty funny. So what are the top three things you think all business owners need to know about protecting their businesses with insurance? Top three. So, I mean, it all comes down to having the right agent that's going to get you the protection that's going to protect your business as a whole. Doing an umbrella policy is not a good idea. You want to have a policy that is specific to your business. And as your business changes, communicating that with your agent to make sure that different functions are covered. For example, like if you have a a contractor come in and get a policy and it excludes exterior and then they're working on an exterior and they have a claim, that's not going to be covered. So having an agent that's going to get to know your business as a whole and have it fully covered and then, you know, be able to talk to them with changes. So for example, I have a client that called me this morning. He's been doing it on his own for a while and his business is expanding. He's adding a, an employee. And so he needs different coverage to make sure that employee is covered for all the functions that he's going to be performing. Making sure that your premium is always paid is going to be very important. I mean, it should go without saying, right? But a lot of people, I I think they forget that if you miss a payment, the policy will cancel, you know, just having sufficient coverage and working with someone that knows what they're talking about so that they can cover your business as a whole. Okay. Not necessarily one, two, three, but no, that's fine. Yeah. Just gives you something to to do, I guess, to accomplish. So I, I guess this is kind of a weird question. Do all businesses need insurance? Hmm. Not necessarily. I mean, like in theory, the right answer is like, yeah, obviously, because I sell insurance, but I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, most businesses, yes. Most businesses should have insurance. If there's any chance that someone could be injured by your business or your property could be stolen or damaged, and it could be just that. It could be a very small policy that just covers your tools and equipment. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a general liability policy that covers other people. You can insure your property. 
Okay. Like a photographer, a photographer, you know, very low risk, right? But how expensive are those cameras and lenses and tripods and, you know, if they get into drones and stuff, that equipment adds up very fast. So you can get a policy to, to just cover your assets. So it's probably a dumb question, but you hopefully get asked this sometimes, <laughs> hopefully about the first person. <laughs> what exactly, this, this is actually something that I've always kind of wondered, like what exactly does business insurance cover? Is it like if someone sues you or is it just like the like property and liability kind of stuff? Uh, both. Oh, yeah, so it, it, it can cover you? On the policy. Okay. Yeah. It just depends what's on the policy. Okay. So like for me, I am a consultant, so I don't really have overhead. I work out of a shared office that I don't have to pay for. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Or my house. My only equipment is basically my laptop and my brain. So would that just be, would it be more of that kind of thing? Like somebody suing me or like intellectual property stuff? Like how would that work? Sorry. I'm just super curious. Okay. (laughs) Catalyst consulting, you work with people, you advise them for you. I would say maybe have some kind of errors and omissions in place, just in case Mm. you get into that type of a sticky situation, a professional marketing, there's cyber liability. So if you're working with people online, especially if you're like accepting payments, you could get a cyber liability so that your client's information is protected. And if it was ever to get leaked somehow or hacked into, you have protection behind you. Interesting. Oh, that's actually a good call. I didn't even think about that. Like the something happening that's really not within my control, like getting hacked or, you know, I use payment processors for everything. So that's not, yeah, that's not me, but I picked them. So cool. Okay. Yeah. I was always like, I'm like, what does, what does it cover? Because I think it's something that a lot of people don't get because they think like construction companies, like that kind of stuff, like license bonded, insured, that kind of thing. It makes sense. I think people think injuries instantly. And Mm. so if you're in a business where you don't have that chance of an injury or a very, very low risk of an injury, they don't think they need it. But there's a lot of things that, you know, if someone was to get their account hacked and it was through your website, they're going to want you to be held liable for that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. It's good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Cause I feel like I've had you run a quote for my personal stuff and not my business stuff. So we'll circle back. We will circle back. Yeah, we will circle back. So when people are looking for an insurance agent or firm brokerage, whatever you guys call the buildings, what are some things they should keep in mind to make sure that they're finding someone who's qualified and a good fit? Well, they have to be licensed to sell insurance. So that's part of it. And a license is regulated by the insurance commissioner. So there's a certain sense of peace in that in itself. But when you're looking at companies and agents specifically, you want a company that's going to fight for you and not against you. So, I mean, you could do a little bit of research even online or asking your friends and family. And if they have a reputation of getting out of claims, probably not the insurance company you want to be with, right? Because you have insurance that you can actually file a claim. So having an insurance company that has a good reputation with claims specifically, having an agent that's local that actually answers the phone, you are trying to get the cheapest possible and you think that's going online and then you need to call them. I'm sure you have experience with calling an 800 number and not getting what you need. So having an agent that you can actually communicate with, you can shoot an email to, especially with insurance, because there's a long-term relationship in insurance because as your life changes your your insurance agents able to advise you on what you should do 
or what your options are. Like, for example, you buy a new car, right? So if you just call this 800 number, like, hey, I got my car, they can add it. They can put the state minimums on it. They can put the minimum of what the bank wants, and then you're good to go. But you're not actually protected. You don't have your rental reimbursement on there. You don't have towing and roadside on there. If it's a brand new car, do you have an endorsement on there that in three years down the road, you're going to get that year's car? Or are you going to get your year's car minus that depreciation? So there's things like that, that an agent that you have that relationship with can really advise you on and help you understand what all of your options are without just giving you the cheapest possible or just getting you in and out the door as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's stock companies and there's mutual companies. So country financial is a mutual company. So we don't have stockholders that we have to keep happy. And it's one of my favorite things about this company is that we are really able to prioritize our clients' needs and what is in their best interest. So that's another thing to kind of look out for when you're looking at different companies. Okay. What is the definition, I guess, of mutual? Is that just like like employee-owned kind of thing or how does that work? Client-owned. You own oh, your policy. You're not a policy holder. You're a policy owner. Oh, okay. Huh. The more you know. See, this is why I have this podcast. I was just talking, the last one that I recorded too, I was like, I always feel like I'm cheating the system. And I'm like, even if no one ever listens to my podcast, like I learned so much stuff on here because I I have this part of it was like, I know all these people that like have all this great insight and information that can help small business owners. And then also like side benefit is that like I get free coaching (laughs) and advice. Basically, there's been a couple, especially... Yeah. Especially with like coaches and sometimes consultants, but usually coaches, like we, I end up accidentally getting free coaching. Cause like, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll share my stuff. Like I'll be like, Oh yeah. That's what, you know, I have a really hard time with X, Y, or Z. And so we end up just having a conversation about it. And I'm like, Oh, that makes so much sense. And I'm like, I feel like I should pay you for this episode. <laughs> I'll shoot you my Venmo. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so funny. But otherwise I, I would be bored if I, if I didn't learn something from it, probably. So yeah, that's good. I, and I feel like the, when you're kind of talking about like the long-term relationship and then also like getting you the coverage you need, I feel like it's a similar concept almost to like, like health insurance kind of, or like if you're going to make sure that you're covered for all these things, like why wouldn't you make sure that you're covered for all the other things too, that like, I mean, insurance is like in the instance that something terrible happens, which statistically it's going to in some way, right. protecting yourself from unexpected losses or expenses or Cause like, honestly, like there's a lot of, like, I just have my laptop basically, but if something happened to my laptop, what are you going to do? Screwed. Yeah. I would, that would be, it's like one of my greatest fears. Yes. It would be very, very uncomfortable. I mean, like my stuff's packed up or whatever, but I'd still have to like buy a brand new computer. I'm like, why? So and they're expensive um, and you got to get it all set up the time it takes just to set it up. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. So a conversation I have with clients all too frequently is when they pay off their car, they're so excited and they're like, okay, I don't need comp and collision on my car. Okay. Well, do you care if it's stolen tomorrow? Well, of course I care. Well, then why would you take that off? Because now your car's not going to be covered for being stolen. Oh, (laughs) that's a very important difference. (laughs) It's a very important difference. Yeah. yeah. And if you get in a wreck, do you want your car to be repaired or replaced? Well, of course I do. Then you got to keep it on there. Oh, tricksters. So <laughs> then what's the other, what's just collision? Oh, so like if it just get, if you get in an accident only? Collision would be moving motor vehicle accidents. Huh. And then comprehensive is going to be everything else. You know, if a tree falls on your car during a windstorm, it's covered. If it's oh, stolen, shit. If, okay. it's deer, if you hit a deer, that'd be comprehensive. Oh, I've definitely hit a few deer in my day too. I grew up out in the sticks. So yeah, I don't Sorry. think I've ever hit a deer, but I have gotten that call many times mm-hmm. working in insurance. I think I've hit three deer in my life. Oh, yeah. Not a good experience. <laughs> like for it, that's just, if you're an animal person, like that's, it's pretty brutal anyway. 
Sorry to go. <laughs> sorry to go dark on everyone. I went dark. <laughs> yeah, I went real quick sideways. That's why they don't let me out in public. <laughs> I'm just like in here in my little cave. Yeah, no, that's honestly like I don't think I ever really realized that because I've had that thing. I've like my car's paid off. I'm pretty sure I still have full coverage on it. I should probably check. <laughs> no, you. Yeah, yeah, I do. We but went I, over. I, you yeah, I was like the. I don't think I ever realized actually that that was the difference. So this is very good. It's good information. Yeah. Um, I mean, people think it's, you know, cause the bank requires it. Right. Yeah. But they don't explain why they want it on there. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you have to have comp and collision. And so people are like, okay, fine. Put comp and collision on there. Well, now I don't need it. Yeah. Well, that's what protects your car. The liability protects who you hit. The uninsured motorist hit protects somebody hitting you that doesn't have insurance or not enough insurance. The comp and collision is going to cover the car. Rental reimbursement, towing and roadside doesn't come standard on a policy. And those are things mm-hmm. you need to add. Yeah, I have always had emergency roadside and I've used it multiple times yeah. in my life. I had like, I was jinxed for a while and I just had all this random stuff and they were like, are you okay? <laughs> like, what is, you keep calling. It was just like, random, like I'd get a flat tire. Cheap. Yeah. Yeah, it's super it's so cheap. cheap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Like a dollar 20 a month. Yeah. I'm like I would never not have that. Yeah. yeah. Never never not have it. Hey, thanks for listening so far. I just wanted to share one of my favorite payroll processing and HR systems that I like to use. Gusto.com, G U S T O is one of my favorite payroll processing systems in particular, but also they have a ton of great HR support add-ons that you can get as well, especially as your business is evolving. They can help you create employee handbooks, hiring and onboarding processes. And one of my favorite, favorite features is that they will actually file all of your payroll taxes for you. So that's one less thing that you have to worry about. They'll take out taxes every time you process payroll, and then they'll send them to the places that they need to go when they need to get there. So one less thing to worry about as a small business owner, since most of us wear a million hats. Gusto is one of my go-tos. If you're interested in that, if you use my link, you'll get a $100 Visa gift card. The link for that is gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O.com forward slash D like D's forward slash Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N 7202. And that link will also be in the show notes for you. But again, can't rave enough. It's one of my favorite systems that I use to run my business. Let's see. So <laughs> it's a good side side track here. Oh, and you also, I kind of wanted to talk about this too. So you also have a pretty sweet side hustle. So as far as like, now we're kind of switching to like entrepreneur life, you found kind of a cool side hustle that helps you supplement your business awareness yeah. kind of. And then also like your networking group is, is pretty impressive. So do you kind of want to talk mm-hmm. about your strategy there? As far as like to give context to the people out there listening to this in their cars, it's just kind of like a cool example of like thinking outside the box and especially for you, cause like an insurance, it's pretty regulated as far as like what you can do for marketing and stuff. So mm-hmm. industries like yours or people that just kind of maybe have a hard time with marketing in general, like finding some outside the box ways to do things, I think is really helpful. So I feel like that's a good, you have a good way of doing that. So anyway, I digress. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Spokane laser design, that was our, I guess you could call it our pandemic baby. My husband and I both really like, like artsy craftsy creative stuff. And so he got me a cricket for Christmas a couple years ago and I was very busy. I was studying life insurance and getting all of that under control. And I just didn't have time to learn a new hobby. And so he learned it for me. And in the process of figuring it out, he was like, Hey, I've been really wanting to get a laser it can do a b c 
CDEFG and he's like showing me and mind you, my husband is a car salesman. Okay. So he oh. totally sold me on this laser and he's like, Funny. it can help in my business and your business and we can make money on it. It's going to pay for itself in this many months. And you know, this whole plan, it was like very well thought out and spur of the moment. And I said, Oh, well, that sounds fun. And he just clicked order. And then we did it. And so, and then you're like, what can we make? (laughs) Yeah. And so it came in, we made a whole bunch of stuff. The cool thing about this laser is when I have an idea, our test is always us, right? So like when I want a wall hanging for like an anniversary gift, I get it with my name on it and my husband's name and our wedding (laughs) song and all of these things. And so we just started making these things. And in my business for insurance, it's very largely based on referrals. Like I get a lot of referrals. It's a, a big chunk of where my business comes from. And so there is regulations and I can give referral gifts to my referral partners, but there's like a limit and this limit is not very big. So I'm able to use my business, Spokane Laser Design, to make really cool custom gifts to help us kind of stand out to say thank you to our referral partners. And then with my networking group, I'm able to make custom gifts that are completely outside of the box that, you know, most people get really excited about. And I get excited about it because I get to be creative. I'm not, I'm super creative, but I'm not good at it, right? Like I have all these great ideas, but I can't make them come to life. So with the lasers, I'm able to like play on the computer and create these amazing pieces of art. And then the laser just kind of does the work for me. And so it's really great. And I've been able to use that, you know, as referral gifts, as raffle prizes for my networking group and raffle thank yous. So like everyone that refers a client to me, just even for a quote, they go into a raffle and then monthly I draw a winner and I'm able to give really cool custom prizes. So it's been really fun and it, you know, it helps me stand out a little bit. Insurance is, I mean, let's face it, insurance is boring, right? Nobody likes to talk about insurance. Nobody really has that at the front of their mind. But you know, one thing I make for the girls in my group, which I've now opened to men, but I digress, is magnets. And I've made them wine themed because my networking group is a wine night. And so I make little wine glasses with my information on it. And it's all engraved and it's on a magnet that is strong. And so it actually is able to be used on people's fridges. So they go to pin something up on their fridge and they see me and they're like, oh yeah, Desiree, hey, my neighbor needs insurance. And you know, then they can share my information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have one on my fridge actually. Um, (laughs) Because I've been to a couple of those wine nights. I'm like, free wine. You got me, man. Like yeah. I don't like the charcuterie is mean, like a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even, uh, I mean, there's people that don't drink wine and they just, the atmosphere is yeah. great. It's in a yeah. classy location with a gorgeous view and the people, the people is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was going to ask you kind of elaborate on, or if you can, I'm assuming you can, your intentionality slash strategy behind how your group kind of started or who's in your group, I guess. Yeah. So my group is, it is a very intentional group. This one I'm involved in a lot of other marketing and networking groups, but my wine night is very intentional in that it is my way of thanking my referral partners. So I have a lot of realtors and lenders and I'm on their preferred list. So they will refer their clients out to me and that's what helps me build my business. And because I can't refer out to them as much as they can refer to me, I'm number one, providing them with a nice classy little get together with wine and charcuterie boards. And then I bring 
bring in people that can help complement their businesses so that everyone's growing their businesses. So I'm very intentional about who I invite, when they come, who's making connections, following up on those connections. So you're really unique because you do business consulting, right? So you can come to any of my groups. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I, I, I try not to overlap too much on industries that don't do well with the overlap, right? And so like realtors tend to really enjoy each other's company and get to know each other. It's not that super competitive. They don't want to be in the same room. So I can have five, six realtors at one wine night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Well, and it's, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think about this when I was inventing my job, but I was like, I can basically go to any networking group and anyone is theoretically my client or potential client. Mm -hmm. I mean, as I've kind of like narrowed down my niche or like adjusted, it's different. But yeah, I think that's a super key to keep in mind too, because I have a friend, actually the health insurance broker that I was talking about, she was on my podcast, like at the very beginning, she, her whole strategy was to do kind of a similar thing, like building really strong referral partnerships. Cause she's like, it's much easier to build referral partnerships with people who are interacting with my potential customer than it is to go out and just like beat the streets and like constantly be trying to like hustle up clients. And that's been her whole strategy the whole time. But it, mm -hmm. it kind of made me think of that. Like it'd be if you're doing things that are again, outside the box or like trying to be strategic, I always think the whole like referral partner networking is huge. So if you're in an industry, particularly service-based industries like ours, where you have people that are adjacent to what you do, like get to know those people and make those connections mm -hmm. and like really get to know them. Like not just like meet a bunch of random people and then never talk to them again. Cause that doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and with the wine night, you know, the first year I did it, it was women only. And something about women in business is that they, they do better with that personal connection. So men can walk into a room and be like, okay, this is a lawyer. This is a construction worker. This is disaster restoration. Like these are all people that I could use in my business, get their business card. Okay. Bye. And then they shove it in their back pocket and they're going to yeah. go. And they probably will call them at some point. Women are a little different. They like to get to know like, Hey, how's Susie in soccer? Right. And they want to know you on a personal level. And so something that I've really prided myself in, in my wine night is allowing that time for people to socialize and get to know each other more on a personal level, not so much of a formal, you know, I mean, it's a business setting. It's very professional, but it is also very relaxed where people can just be themselves. Mm -hmm. So finding that balance is it's nice. And just, you know, harboring these relationships with these women is so special to me because they've all become my friends. And I mean, I work alone, right? Like I've got Bruce versus my partner in the agency, but we're very much on our own. We come together and like strategize and we're there to help each other when we need it. But for the most part, we work alone. And so for me, my networking is how like, it's, a, it's my coworkers, right? Mm -hmm. Like these realtors and lenders that send me referrals and then all the the extra people that we bring in to help complement everyone's business. These are all my coworkers. So it's nice to have that, especially going back to why I got into this is I need some adult interaction. So yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a, a good call out too. Cause like when I left corporate life, I left like six, seven months before COVID and I didn't realize, cause I'm also an introvert. I can pretend to be an extrovert if necessary, <laughs> but by nature, I'm an introvert. So I really need that alone time. I like to be alone. I like to be by myself. I'll go do things by myself. And so I was like, Oh, this is cool. You know, I just like work from home now, but I was like, <laughs> this is super depressed through that. Like that was my first winter of having like really serious, like seasonal depression. I was like, what is wrong with me? Like I'm yeah. living my best life. I'm work or doing my own business. I get to work by myself.
myself and not have to worry about what everyone else thinks, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, what the hell? So like after the winter was over, I was like, oh, you actually do like social interaction. But I like well, that kind of stuff is right? like that. Yeah, it's like the the networking and stuff. I was really good at that in a corporate environment because we all worked in the same building. So I would just like go walk over to this person's desk and be like, hey, you're really good at X, Y, and Z, or you work in this department. I have some questions or I need some help. So it's the same kind of concept. And once I realized that, like when I was, I think it happened when I started like actively really networking locally, <laughs> again, like right before COVID, I was like, damn it. But I started going to a bunch of different networking groups and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This makes sense. It's that kind of the thing. And then you have a person for everything. Like you don't have to be the expert. You don't have to be doing it on your own per se. Like you can be like, Hey, I know this person who's really good at this thing and connect people. So yeah, I totally, totally get that. I love connecting people. Yeah. It is the one part of my job that I don't get paid for. And it's probably my favorite. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like being the person who maybe I don't know the answer. Like that's not what people are coming to me for. They know that I can help them get the answer. Like that's really, that's my favorite thing. Like I'm that I'm a resource or whatever for whatever Mm -hmm. the the thing is. So, and that's part of my networking group is I want to be that person that everyone's like, Oh, I bet Desiree knows someone. Yeah. Like she knows somebody who does this. So I bet she probably also knows, but if you don't know the person, you know, someone who knows someone. So that's half the challenge. Got this. Thanks for listening so far. I just wanted to stop and share one of my resources that I like to recommend to people. If you're looking for an invoicing system, FreshBooks is one of my go-to recommendations for people. It's pretty low cost. It's easy to start up. So for people that are just starting out with the need to invoice, it's a great resource to use upfront and it can scale as your business grows as well. They also offer bookkeeping and accounting software and services as a part of their pricing structure too. If you're interested in checking it out, their link is bit.ly, B-I-T slash catalyst underscore FreshBooks. And the link will be in the show notes, of course, for you just in case. But it's a quick, easy and intuitive system to use if you're needing invoicing to send to clients. So as an entrepreneur and business owner yourself, what advice would you give fellow business owners when it comes to running their own businesses? Hmm. That's a tough one. Advice on running your own business. I yeah, would say, lessons you learned, things like that. Um, if you don't enjoy it, you shouldn't do it because <laughs> the deeper you get in, the more you're going to hate it. So do something that you love. I mean, that sounds super cliche, but honest to God, if you don't love what you do, you're just going to hate your life no matter what the money is. I mean, if you're doing something that makes a lot of money, but you're miserable, you shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. No, it's great. Yeah. And the social interaction piece of it, you know, everyone wants to be their own boss, but just recognizing that you can still have people in your corner and, and have coworkers, right. But still be your Mm -hmm. own boss. I think that's, That'd be my piece of advice for entrepreneurs is stay social and do what you love. And if you get into doing something and it wasn't what you thought it was, don't shy away from failing out and starting again, do something else. Just Mm -hmm. keep failing until you succeed, right? Like if you, if if you're not good at it or you don't like it, like you thought, just try something else. Yeah. And I think like sometimes I feel like that's happened to me in a few evolutions of having my own business because I have a tendency to, I get bored really quickly, but I like to, I like to learn new things, but I don't like not knowing things. So I like to learn things really quickly. And then I get bored. (laughs) This may be ADHD. I'm not sure. I the more I research this, I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe. So anyway, it's, that's one of those things too, where I'm like, I get bored sometimes with certain aspects of of what I'm doing. And so I've kind of evolved and changed that stuff too. I'm like, Oh, I don't have to keep doing this. I can just, 
not do it or pause it for a while and start focusing on something else where it's, especially when it's like business consulting. I mean, like that's a pretty broad, I'm, I'm also a generalist. So it's, I have a lot of like flexibility and what I can kind of work on and do, which has been nice too. But yeah, dude, don't do it. If it's the whole point of having your own business and doing your own thing is to like live your best life, do things that make you happy. And I think something else to keep in mind too with that is like, keep trying to do more of the things that you enjoy. Like as your business grows and evolves, keep working to get rid of the stuff that you hate, either like hire someone to help you with it or automate some processes or whatever. Like that's for me is always is like more of the things you love, do the things that you love to do because you will be far more successful. People will sense that in you when you're talking about what you do, the things that you're really passionate about. Like you get me going on leadership, like- (laughs) I could talk forever. That's like my favorite piece of, of all of it. But anyway. Well, and the yeah. work-life balance is huge. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Balance, but why? So oh, always coming back to your why also, right? Like my husband's yeah. in the process of changing his career path and his why is more time at home with the kids. I have this job because of my kids. I'm able to have 100% flexibility with my schedule. I can take my kids to school every single day. I can pick them up every day. I could take them to their appointments and be at their soccer games. So that is what is important to me. Mm-hmm. And the money will follow. I'm happy in my life. I'm doing something I enjoy and I'm good at. So the money's there, right? And then my husband, he, he's he got his why. He wants that. He hasn't had that for so many years. And so he's in this place in his life and he's ready to make that change where his schedule is his priority. The money is no longer the priority. We got where we wanted with our financial goals and now our schedule is the priority. So mm-hmm. keeping that why every single day, especially in the beginning of starting a business and growing a business is what is your why? Because you're going to have days or weeks or even months where you feel so beat down. But what is your end result? What are you working towards? And what is your why? Yeah, that's huge. No, I like that. What is your why? I think it's actually that's also applicable to pretty much any goal too is like keeping that in mind because it's like the whole the concept of discipline versus motivation and the fact that motivation comes and goes and discipline is what you actually need to stick with something. Cause yeah, I've definitely had days like that or a few times, more than a few times, especially during pandemic times of like, I'm like, I just, what am I doing? I'm just going to get a job. And then I'm like, oh my God, I can't even imagine. Like (laughs) I've become such a nightmare because I have that flexibility. I can do what I want when I want. I can go have beers with a friend at lunch or leave early to golf during the summertime. Like you know, yeah. I mean, I usually have to work a little extra sometimes to make up for like the shit still has to get done, but it's yeah. the flexibility for me that like I can do yep. things when I want, where I want. Why so. would you go backwards now? Dude, I could, I did fire me for attendance probably just like tardiness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I have this weird little, uh, beer? What? Um, you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I also think that I'm right a lot of the time, which is one of the reasons why I don't work in corporate life anymore. Cause I can't just like, I have ideas and I think that they make sense and I think that they're smart. And so it's really hard for me to just like sit down and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you have to do that when it's not your business, you know, it's like, Hey, this is not your job. You can just sit down and shut the hell up. Just do your job for once, Kristen, yeah. like stop worrying about Cheers to owning yeah. your own business. Right? Yes. <laughs> yep, exactly. So I was like, Oh, I'm not defective. Corporate life isn't necessarily defective which is not a good fit for each other. So (laughs) it's not you, it's me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. No, I like that. It's, it's such an important piece of it. And I think a lot of people too, like they, 
it's kind of the money piece of it. Like you said, like, you know, getting to your financial goals is one thing, but doing something just for the sake of making money also, I think is kind of, it just doesn't come across as genuine. And I think it's a lot harder for people to get there sometimes. Like if you're just trying to make a buck and you're not passionate about at least one piece of whatever it is you're doing, if you're just like, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to sell insurance because I can make a bunch of money doing it. Or like people who get into real estate because they're like, oh, I can make a ton of money. It's like, yeah, but it's real hard. (laughs) It is not easy. Yep. And there's certain aspects of it that really suck sometimes depending on who you are and how your brain works. Right. So anyway, if you're just trying to make a buck and that's all you care about when it comes to whoever your customers or clients are, like they'll be able to tell and you'll always be trying to hustle for new clients and customers. Basically, I think. Well, it can suck her soul out. Yeah. I mean, if you're a sociopath, go for it. But the rest of us, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. And I'm sure like, sometimes I think that's enough for people. Like they're like, oh, I just really want to hit these goals. And I feel I'm, I'm good at this thing. So I could just do it over and over again and like make some money. But anyway, do what you love, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Final advice question. What resources do you wish that you had known about at the beginning of your entrepreneurship journey, whether it's Spokane laser design or insurance or both? Okay. Both of them, I think I would have been in the networking world. I came from a, a, a company or an agency um, that was not involved in networking. And once I came over here, that was like one of the first things that Bruce brought up to me. And he kind of coached me on it and just said, just go do it. And I found that that is number one, my favorite thing to do because I am super, super social and it brings in more money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wish I would have been into the networking scene a lot sooner. I wish I would have known about the Spokane networking. I mean, there are so many amazing networking opportunities here in Spokane. A lot of different organizations put them on all over the city. And it's how so many people are meeting and making those connections. And I just, I really wish I would have known about that a long time ago, because that has certainly helped in both businesses. With the laser, I wish I would have known that my husband was going to take over my office. (laughs) nice that's good so this the space issue with one office at home and I love working from home but with two lasers we share the office but not at the same time (laughs) that's the one thing I wish I would have maybe realized that he was going to then take over my office space and it wasn't so much shared it was one at a time (laughs) yeah it's more like shared custody (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll have the office from this time to this time and then we'll swap off and make sure you clean up our baby before. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, His brain functions so much different than mine. Like I come in there and I want to make something. I've got the desk all nice and clear and very intentional on what I'm doing. He goes in there and he's got like 50 different items that he's going to make right then and there. And he's running both of the lasers simultaneously and 50 other projects on the desk. And I walk in and I'm like, oh my gosh, I I can't right now. Like, what is this? And he's like, don't worry about it. Like, can you like clean this before I come back in an hour? It's so funny. It's funny how people's brains work differently like that too, where you're like, I just cannot like what is happening. And like yeah. the clutter, it looks cluttered. Like to him, he's working on all of that. So to him, yeah. it's like perfectly fine. But to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to make a set of magnets for my wine night. Like, can you just 
move. <laughs> yeah. Can you, I just need to like, not look at these things. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, too funny. Yeah. I can't, I'm a, for the most part, like structured and organized person. So like, or also I feel like coming into someone else's chaos is a whole different vibe too. Like you're just like, it what really is. how many sticky notes do you actually need? Like why? <laughs> why are they here? I'm it's like, person. <laughs> yeah, it's like half sentences and like someone's name. And you're like, why is this here? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah especially uh, when you forget why you wrote the sticky note in the first place. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah. Just throw it away. Yeah. That's not that important. I actually had, cause I'm a, I'm a note person. So I do have a, a like a notebook and I keep just kind of like my my giant list of things that I don't want to forget that I want to do at some point, right? It helps me sleep and it helps my anxiety to just have it on a thing. And then I have a smaller one that's like my my ongoing to-do list, right? So I kept moving this item to my next to-do list. I'm like, what the hell is this? I did some sort of like weird acronym, like say CMG or something. And I was like, go schedule CMG. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't like, I've, I keep moving it. Cause I'm like, maybe it'll, maybe at some point it'll just like, my brain will go, oh, that's what you meant in your little code that you wrote for yourself. I still have no idea. I finally just took it off my list. I was like, I have no idea what this is. I don't know. I was, cause it was like shorthand. Like, I feel like I was doing something like this and I was just like, oh, I had an idea and I needed to write it down. I have no idea. It was gone. But I, you know, I, I hung on to it for a few weeks. Then I was like, I can't, I have to just delete this from my brain. <laughs> it's stressing me out. Yeah, I'm sure it will. At some point it'll be a thing that pops back up in my head. But yeah, I just, I was like, what is happening? Anyway. I digress. So tell us how we can support you and get in touch with you either for insurance and or laser design kinds of things. Yeah. So I have just a Facebook page for the laser. We are working on developing the website. It's just not ready yet. I have one. I just really don't like it. So (laughs) we're not releasing it until I actually like it. So currently we have our Facebook page and then I just use my cell phone for both businesses. So 509-701-8720. And then I think you'll have a contact card with my email on it. So Mm -hmm. email or phone for insurance and then the website or my phone number for the laser. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me. Any last thoughts or anything before we bounce? I don't know. I mean, any questions no, no pressure. that I didn't no. answer? I don't think so. No, I no, I think you're good. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just always like to make sure, you know, sometimes things pop into your head while we're talking. So, um, oh, I, I do have a thought ah, see? Um, with the laser, something that would be really cool is for us to get in contact with more businesses on helping them with their like marketing material or branding stuff, because we can take a logo and put it on a lot of things. We can put it on all sorts of different wood. We got a spray to do metal. We can do, we have slate coasters. So closing gifts, client appreciation gifts, or just like general branding. So that would be really cool to, mm-hmm. to connect with more businesses on that side. Yeah. And you also, one of your, one of your cool little things that you do is QR code keychains, which I think is pretty neat. So she's got little, like you make a QR code that has your contact information for your business. And then she has a little, makes keychains, little wooden keychains that have the QR codes on them. So people like if you're at networking stuff or whatever, you don't have business cards or don't want to carry them. Somebody can just scan it and contact your business. I think that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's cool. I like it because it's kind of a different perspective. It's more like swag stuff than like your average consumer. So well, how many people keep business cards? I actually do, but I don't look at them again. Like I hold on to them and then I put them in my CRM and then I like put them in a little jar. Yeah. Because I feel weird about throwing them away. (laughs) Like, right? I know. I like, have a huge stack of them. 
yeah. up on that shelf. But uh -huh. the people that I'm going to communicate with go directly into my phone. And it would sure yeah. save me a lot of time if they had their QR code that I could just scan and yeah. it saved. It's super nice. It's I've had, a, I've used it with a couple of people that we know mutually. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty sweet. Just like contact card. It has their Did you see my uh, card phone numbers. My oh, uh -uh. oh I no, I mean, I don't think so. The people that you use them oh, yeah. mm -hmm. from me. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I've had a couple different. Yeah. There's anyway. a lot of realtors out there with them right now. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a cool and it's unique. People remember it too. I think is the other thing yeah. that, that goes with that. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah, thanks for coming. I appreciate the time and information and very important pieces of information that I learned today about insurance. I'm like Thank 38 you. years old. I have no idea. Like I should not be allowed to be an adult. <laughs> like this is too you much. No, but <laughs> most people don't. And you know, last night my daughter was in driver's ed and I told her, I was like, when you get to the piece about insurance, I want to hear what your teacher is teaching you guys. Right. And so she texts me like, we're talking about insurance. So I run up there and I listen to her whole presentation and she nailed it. She was like, okay, look, these are the state limits. You cannot drive without these, but here's why you need higher limits. And like went into depth about comprehensive and collision and personal injury protection and like all of it. And I was so impressed. So I went on the little chat. I was like, my mom says she's impressed. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, that's super nice. Cause not, you never know. Right. She could just be like, yeah, here's what they told me. Know. Yeah. You're like, I mean, what I are they telling the kids? Like 30 when I got into insurance and I took the class and as I'm working with people, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> I, I wish I'd known this before. <laughs> I had crap coverage before I met my husband and he <laughs> knew because he's in car sales and he sees oh. people come in that need a new car and mm -hmm. all the situations that go with that, like they get in a wreck and there was only $10,000 in property damage, but their car's worth 37. So now they've got all this negative equity they got to roll into the new car and so god that's awful yeah Ugh. yeah between my husband's job and getting into insurance I've just learned so much about insurance so yeah I, I was very impressed with the driver's ed teacher and how she was teaching the class about proper coverage and and also how to get it cheaper like oh. making sure that you're on your parents policy when you're this age because this is the price increase and difference when you're on your own versus with your parents like she was very thorough that's Kudos nice to her you're like good job <laughs> little golf job. clap yeah yeah <laughs> perfect well yeah thanks again and i'm sure i'll talk to you soon but thanks for yeah. showing up and <laughs> yeah, i appreciate it all right have a good day you too Thanks so much for listening today. This was a great episode and I'm sure you will appreciate the tips and insights from today. If you want to connect further with our guests, you can find the contact information, social media links, etc., any of the freebies in the show notes from today's episode. Please show some love to our guests and like, follow, and subscribe their content if you connected with them. And also don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe Building Better Businesses with Catalyst Consulting. Also, if you drop a juicy review, that's always cool too.